Hello and welcome to episode 34 of uh, season 2 of Our Small Holding Life Warts and All, which is about um, our life, really. Uh, the fact that we live on a small holding is encompassed in our life and so it, um, it takes up a lot of our life. <laughs> um, but also I talk about uh, the rest of our life as well because... Um, it's kind of a a diary podcast, I suppose, of what we do, um, you know, on a week-to-week basis. Not everything, obviously. I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> but the, the skim over the surface of um, how, how we manage our life around our small holding and vice versa. Um, because sometimes um, life gets difficult. Um, sometimes small holding life gets difficult. Um, sometimes they both get difficult at the same time and, uh, you know, you become very, you can become very stressed. Um, one thing I would say, uh, if you are finding that you're stressed, um, over anything at all, um, you know, over life in general is to have a look at ways you can just let that go. I know, you know, that's easier said than done. Trust me, I've been there. I've been very stressed, but I'm quite convinced that the stress that we were under or that I felt I was under um, uh, really triggered off uh, quite a bit of illness, um, which led to, um, you know, a, a, not a permanent illness. I don't even know, a long-term illness. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I would have ended up with that anyway, uh, whether I ended up with that because I was quite I've always been quite a stressed person um or whether it's nothing to do with that I don't know but um I yeah for a long time and especially when we first came here I was very stressed I was I felt very stressed uh I I think a lot of that is because I were you know before that um I had control of my life if you like things were I wasn't a control freak but you know, things were managed and controlled and it just went along quite smooth. Yes, you'd have ups and downs and they would stress me out quite a bit. But on the whole, but when I came, we came here to the small holding, the stress was um, magnified by me. I, I mean, I have to say, um, because I wasn't managing the situations well uh, in my thoughts and in my actions. So... The stress I caused myself, um, because there are ways that you can look at things and think, right, how do I deal with this? And, you know, my my way was just to get all het up and, uh, you know, tighten up and um, get cross um, about the situation, which actually <laughs> was absolutely no use at all. It didn't change anything. Um, it's only when I changed my attitude towards everything that um it you know that I let go of all of that that stress that I was holding on to all the time um and, and as I said that is easier said than done but and I do think there is something I do think that comes with age as well you know I think you get to the stage where you think do you know what sod it I don't care and I think that is actually an age-related thing <laughs> I don't care I don't care if I go out and I look like a tramp. I don't care. 
I don't care what people think about me. I don't care anymore. And I think you just have to get to that stage in life where you think, no, I don't care. Um, Obviously, you've got to care about the things that matter. But, you know, the trivial things, you know, for instance... um, I used to be quite a, um, you know, a cleaning freak, really. I mean, going way back, my house was, you know, immaculate. Um, You know, each week, all the skirting boards would get, you know, washed off and everything. Pull everything out, pull out the cupboards, everything. Um, I don't do that any longer. I don't care. I don't care if there's dust in my house now. I let that go eventually. (laughs) I don't care. Um... Uh, just it's things like that, you know, think, and things that are beyond your control, um, you have to just deal with as they come up. And yes, they might be a little bit stressful at the time, but, uh, you know, I think I was a terrible worrier as well. What if, what if, what if? Well, I no longer think what if. I think what I think now is if that happens, I will deal with it. Um, but I was definitely a what, oh, you know, thinking the worst all the time. Um I don't do that anymore. I let that go too. Just let them go <laughs> because they, they don't do your health any good at all. Um, so, yeah, that is basically, uh, that's me in a nutshell and, and sort of, you know, what, what our, our life is about really and what this podcast is about, just me rambling on about um, how we live our life on a small holding and that includes all of our life, not just the, the life on the small holding. So it, that's everything, really. So it's September the 8th. Um, most of the children have now gone back to school, uh, including um, one of my grandchildren, apart from the youngest, Oscar, obviously, who's only just entered the world. Um, I love autumn. I love autumn. Um, I know people are sad to see the back of the the warm weather, but I think that the days when you when it gets um, darker earlier, um, so you're not under the pressure to be outside until ten o'clock working on the small holding. You can come in. You close the curtains. You turn the lights on. You've got you know the food is wholesome and warming. Um, I know some days in September we can get some crackingly warm days. I mean, I remember when Samantha was 21, it was her 21st birthday, which is, that was, so she's sort of uh, mid-September. We sat on the lawn at my mum's um, drinking champagne. It was absolutely wonderfully hot day. (laughs) So, you you know, you do get some beautiful days um, in September. Uh, But, you know, we are moving towards the darker end of the year, but um, I, I love that, you know, I do love that. Oh, it's almost like a rest, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's a rest for you and a rest for your soul and everything else because you can hunker down, you know, the dark. Obviously, you've got to go out in the cold in the mornings and, you know, in the daytime and stuff in the midwinter. But, you know, you can come back in in the warm, hopefully, this year with all the uh, <laughs> energy hikes. Um and, and, you know, and eat, we eat things like, you know, we will eat a lot of stews and casseroles and um, I will eat curries and things like that. So soups, soups is my big go to, uh, you know, at most lunchtimes you'll find a soup on the go somewhere here. Um, yeah. And it's also the, the time of year when 
uh, I will probably start doing um, roast dinners again, family roast dinners and have the family round because in the summer, um, you know, you're always busy. Something's always going on. And anyway, you can have a barbecue. You don't want to do roast in the in the summer. Um, so, yeah, roast dinners, um, you know, and I love things like, you know, I love the run up to Halloween and I love bonfire night. I love, uh, I know lots of people and when they have animals, they hate fireworks. They hate the, the noises and, you know, and then also other people hate it for other reasons. But I love it. I love, you know, I love loud fireworks. I love them. Um, our horses stay out um, with the fight they always have done um they they would fret more or they have you know they fret more in the stable than they do when they're outside in the field they can see what's going on um yeah i love a bonfire night um and i love uh, the run up to christmas the preparations for christmas the part of the year i don't i'm not keen on is new year you know it's like it's almost like oh well you know um <laughs> It's kind of, you know, you've had Christmas, that's, that's, I mean, to be fair, I will be honest, and I will say, uh, Christmas Eve uh, is my favourite day of the year. I love the whole anticipation, the excitement from the kids, you know, everything you've built up to with, you know, decorations and food preparations and all of that, which, uh, Christmas, which I would call the midwinter feast, uh, rather than uh, Christmas, um, and then after that, and Christmas Day is just, um, is always uh, work, isn't it? You know, tidying up, washing up, cooking, cooking the, the Christmas dinner, washing up everything else. And eventually you can collapse into a chair at the end of the day <laughs> when you're too tired to really worry about, you know, doing anything else. And then the day after, Boxing Day, uh, it's not too bad. But then after that, between that and New Year, uh, it's really flat. I find it's really flat. You know, you know, people just like looking at each other, wondering what on earth they're supposed to do. Um, especially if they, you know, uh, they're on annual leave for for Christmas or something. Like, oh, I don't really know what to do now. But it's okay if the weather's good. I'll get out and go for walks and stuff. But if it's um, shockingly bad, it's uh, not good. It's not. Uh, you know. Um. So yeah, I, I love autumn. Um. I do. I love the colour change in the leaves. I love the the different feel of the air temperature in the mornings. I love a bit of frost in the mornings. Um, I just love. I suppose I just love season changes. I I like that, and it's uh, you know where you are with the season when the season starts change. Although they're shifting constantly, seem to be at the minute. Um, I do hope we did. Ha- we had hardly any frosts last year, and hardly any cold days um at all really um and and on the one hand I I you know I think well that'd be good if we don't have that this year because we're not going to be freezing with all the um cost of the energy uh on the other hand it's great for the ground and it's great for killing off um you know diseases and you know um, multitudes you know billion population of bugs that get in everything um and uh so yeah it, i don't know we it's we've we've nearly always had that but it seems to be becoming less and less now as the temperature warms up which um is uh yeah i think that's a bit of a shame because i do like a bit of cold i'm going to regret saying that because <laughs> 
probably have one of the coldest winters we've ever had after having the hottest summer we've ever had. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, autumn. Autumn is a great time of year. Um, yeah, and I, just enjoy. Enjoy everything. Enjoy the, the smells of the air and the, you know, the, the colours of the trees. Um, as I said to John, one thing I do want to go to at the end of this month is the... Uh, Westenburg Arbitorium to go and have a look at the different um, tree colours because uh, it's spectacular, I think. But, um, yeah, autumn. Autumn is a great time of year. What's not to look forward to? Well, I'll tell you what's not to look forward to. Winter. <laughs> it's just gone one o'clock and... Um, Oh, it's uh, I've been doing the washing line hokey cokey in out in out. I give up now. <laughs> Minute, if I thought if I know if I put it out again, it's bound to rain again. Uh, I've been busy in the kitchen. Um, I did. I thought I'd recorded this, but um, I don't think I must have saved it. <laughs> As usual, too busy doing other things. So I've been busy in the kitchen at the minute because um, it was started to rain. I thought I. I'll stay indoors and get loads of bits done, um, cooking-wise. So in the two slow cookers, um, I've got... So I've got my second slow cooker, and I'm really pleased I got that because um, it means I can get two different meals going uh, in big batches. They're both um, three-and-a-half-litre um, slow cookers. Uh, so in one I've got, um, I just used one pack of mints and I've used half in one and half in the other. For So in one is mints and potatoes and vegetables, um, half a tin of baked beans that John had the other half last night, um, uh, some spinach, uh, onions, a bit of garlic. Um, that's all in one. <coughs> Obviously that made John mints and potatoes. And I reckon, I looked at it, I reckon I'd probably get about five to six portions out of that depending on how hungry he is so um and i will then i use the little like the little foil takeaway tin you know uh, containers with the lids um and i will uh sort of pot them all up and label them up and put them in the freezer for another day as that would be easier if i get them out defrost them and they will just um, reheat very quickly in mine, I've got um, bolognese, so I've got the mince, I've got the tomato sauce I made yesterday. Um, I have got some uh, peppers, some mushrooms. Uh, I had a tin of, uh, the, like, the, you know, the Napolini mixed salad beans, they all gone in. Some mushrooms, I don't know if I said that. Uh, also, I made some, yesterday we had chicken and I cut up loads of small tomatoes, put them in olive oil and roasted them in the oven at the same time as the chicken and I had that with um, chicken and rice um but I then had some left over so that's gone in there uh and that's all and I think probably I've got about I don't eat quite as much as John so probably four four or five portions in there that I will then decant into my takeaway trays and label up and freeze uh, and so I thought, well, while I'm in here doing that, I was going to go outside, but then it started raining. So I thought, well, I might as well get on indoors. So I've made a batch of chutney. Um, so I've got apple and tomato chutney, and I just chopped up uh, apples, tomatoes. I had a couple of courgettes, so I've thrown them in there. And I had some in the fridge. I bought myself, I treated myself to some grapes. And um, 
you know it's quite a big thing and sometimes you get, stuff gets put in the fridge and they get shoved to the back well they're sort of like gone a bit wrinkly so I've thrown all those in as well um along with some onion and brown sugar malt vinegar um some uh, mixed spice um what do we call it mixed spice yeah mixed spice and some chopped ginger um that's all gone in to make a lovely dark um chutney which would be nice I only made two jars but um that's good, another good way to use up these tomatoes and apples that i've got then i went on to the other apples i made apple and blackberry uh stewed apple and blackberry down with some sugar to make those i've decanted that into lots of the takeaway tins well three actually and then another one i've just left for put in later um and then i what i did because i wanted to try this so i made up the crumble mix and i pre-cooked it in the oven um so it was like toasted if you like and then i put it on the top of the crumble because i thought when i get that out all that has to do then because it's both parts have been cooked already is just reheat it uh which would save on electric now, as I said before, I don't have to do this, but I like a challenge. Cause, so I like to see, can I do that? Will that work? Um, and yes, I, it is going to work. So you're just going to have to reheat that in, in the uh, microwave. And that will save on, um, obviously I've had to uh, use the oven to cook it in the first place. But I've got quite, a, I had two big batches in there. So um, that's all done and dusted now. And while the oven was on, I've now I've got a cake in there at the minute as well so and that cake is just um I, there was some bits and pieces i wanted to use there there was an apple chopped up an apple and i had uh, i bought some like caramel sauce um i can't remember what i bought it for now but i bought some caramel sauce and i'd use half a tin and i thought oh i'll just um chuck that all in uh in the mix well i won't put sugar in i'll just put this caramel sauce in it's the like the condensed one so and um uh put that in with an egg and flour and uh what else i put in the apples um butter and uh cook that up and see how that comes out yeah it's going to be edible i think hopefully um so you know so while the oven's on and uh, another thing i'm going to try and do is turning the rings off and the oven off before things are finished cooking so just a, just a tiny little bit save energy as i said um i like a challenge i like to see or what can I pre-bake, pre-batch bake that just needs reheating that will save me time and energy um, and money in the long run. Uh, yeah, so I've had a pretty good day. I am now going to go and, well, I'm just waiting for this cake to finish and I'm going to sit down for an hour at least um, and wonder what to do about drying my washing because it started raining again, so good job I didn't put it out. <sighs> Happy day. Half past three. Um, it's absolutely hammering down with rain. I just lost the signal on the television. The reason I'm watching the television is because um, of the concerns over the Queen's health. Uh, it's not looking good if they're all going up to uh, Balmoral to be with her. Um, it's going to be a very sad announcement when that comes. Uh, I think <clears throat> talking to people who are not royalists, uh, and I am, uh, even people who are not royalists have a deeply profound respect for um, the Queen and, uh, you know, a job that she didn't expect to, or position that she didn't expect to inherit um, and carried out so committedly for all of those years. Um, it's definitely going to be a very sad day indeed. 
as if we need any more. Hello. It's um, 9.45 on the 8th of September. Um, and our Queen has died. Uh, it's quite a profound moment when you hear that. Um, I've never known another monarch. Um, it's a very sad moment for the family. Obviously, she's their mother, their grandmother, their great-grandmother. Um, it's a hugely sad moment for the people of the country and the Commonwealth. Um, you may not, you may or may not agree with a monarchy. That's your choice entirely. Uh, but you cannot fail to respect a woman who has dedicated her entire uh, life, almost, to the service um, of the position that she was not even expecting to inherit. Um, massive amount of respect. It's the end of an era. It's the end of the second Elizabethan era. And uh, we have a new king, King Charles III, which sounds very weird to say. Um, God bless you, Your Majesty. And thank you. Friday, uh, whatever day in September, 9th of September. Um, it's about, it was nine o'clock. Um, what a day to wake up to. What I want to know, first of all, is, is it ever going to stop raining? Because since the downpour uh, on the wedding day, which is uh, a week and a day ago now, every single day we've had um, rain, and not any old rain. When it comes, it's torrential rain, usually with thunder and lightning. <laughs> um, oh, and it's just like, I know we wanted rain. I know I said I'd regret it, and I do, but gee, it's every single day, torrential downpours. Um, which is great for the ground and the grass. Not so great for my flower heads because they're not liking being continuously wet and not drying out. Um, hopefully we've got a dry day tomorrow. Uh, this morning I've been uh, cutting flowers and I've got um, six jam jars and a bouquet, a small bouquet to make up for later today. Um, so I've done all those. I've made them all. I've cut them. Actually, I've cut them when it was uh, dry yesterday <laughs> before it started raining um so i've made those all up this morning i've batched up all of my batch cooking i've now got i think uh, i've got three lots of spaghetti bolognese sauce bolognese sauce um in the freezer i've got four lots of um mince and potatoes bearing in mind i had one uh, portion of mine yesterday and so did john um, I've got three lots of crumble uh, gone into the freezer, a cake, a bag of crumble mix because I uh, didn't have it. We had a crumble yesterday and I also made up um, a load of uh, dumplings. So I, made, I just made them up and froze them and then I, um, I, so I open froze them and then I've just put them in a bag because they were also great for bunging into stews in the depth of winter. Um, John likes his 
like a dumpling or a suet pudding. I don't, I don't ever make suet pudding. Uh, my dad's partner was absolutely amazing at making suet, suet puddings. I can't. Well, I don't. I don't because I say to John, it's a lot of fat in that. It's probably not really, but um, it's probably not any worse than a cake. But uh, yeah, my mum used to make things like jam roly poly and um, some sort of bacon clanger. A bacon clanger. Do you know that? It's, she used to make, I haven't made, well, I haven't, well she, I haven't had one since I was a kid. Um, I think it's bacon and onions in a in a suet pastry, I think. I can't remember, but yeah, bacon clanger. Oh, that brings back memories. Um, yes, I, I still, I feel very melancholy today. I think it's hit me this morning how profound, um, you know, this, this point in our history is. Um, it's... You know, she will go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest monarch in our history, I think, just for sheer um, devotion and dedication to the position and uh, the way she was able to move with the times and became much more um, uh, seen in the public domain, you know, the walkabouts and things like that, just, uh, epic, I think. And plus, you know, if you go right back, you know, to when, um, during the war years when she was quite keen to get hands on and get dirty and, you know, do something worthwhile. I mean, that says, says it all, I think, um, as for many of that generation, uh, obviously I've been thinking about it a lot and I think, you know, um, she was the queen when my grandparents were alive. Um, she was the queen when my, you know, when well, my mum is still alive, but my my dad was alive and John's parents were alive. She's been the queen while I've been alive and she's been the queen when my children have been alive. And it's only my grandchildren who will have a king on the throne. Um, so it's, it's pretty epic, really, when you think about it like that, you know. And um, I know there's a massive outpouring of grief and uh, I do feel, you know, quite um, emotional today even. Uh, And I'm sure over the days, you know, in the next few days, that's going to be um, magnified with with a state funeral. And then, of course, after that, at some point, there'll be a coronation as well for the new king. Um, Yeah, it's, it's pretty epic, really in the grand scheme of things when you look at it it also just adds to the turmoil of the last few years uh, i just feel that i've said before i just feel that we're in i mean i think the rest of the world as well but i think the country is in a total state of flux what with everything going on in you know with the pandemic and the war in europe and the, you know the knock-on effect of that it, we're in a state of flux and it doesn't feel um it feels uneasy and it's not, you know, but, you know, on a day-to-day basis, we're still <laughs> plodding on doing our, doing our thing. Um, cause that's what we do. Stalwarts keep plodding on doing our thing. Uh, so, and I'm sure she knows that the country will, um, carry on without her and, uh, you know, King Charles, as I have to get used to saying, has got some very big boots to fill, um, really. I think that is, is going to be his main problem. He's got some big boots to fill there. 
<sighs> so yes it's not quite raining yet although it did when i went out i was cutting it started raining i thought oh, i'm cutting flowers in the rain um i've got a little dry period at the minute with a little bit of a breeze but we have forecast more heavy showers today um hopefully tomorrow it will be a lot drier um maybe even a bit of sun to just dry dry the flowers out and things i've got tons of carrots to dig up i've got apples to collect off the tree i want to get some of those down my mum was going to come back up i want to go out and get some more blackberries i am i will get some now we've had a significant downpour uh, or three or four or five um I'll get some elderberries, um, make some um, elderberry syrup, I think. And plus also just freeze some because they're great added to apple crumbles, apple pies, cakes even. Um, great source of uh, vitamin C, good vitamin C punch with those. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's and I've just got a couple of other things I want to, I didn't get around to doing this, I want to try some things out with the dried flowers i really need to sort out what i'm going to do with the dried flowers whether i'm going to start selling them in bunches bouquets or whatever i don't know yet i need to uh i thought i was going to have lots of time but obviously i've got you know 101 other things to do as well so <laughs> so they all have to be done and uh, at some point i will pinch a moment to to think about that um i'm going out tonight to meet my friends for supper um at one of their houses that's our little get together we have every now and again. Uh, so that'll be nice. I think one's on holiday. One's in Spain, so she doesn't come over very often. She won't be over this time either. But um, so I think there'll just be three, four of us, four of us. So six of us all together, but uh, four of us. And we've known each other uh, for 20, over 20 years now. So um, yeah, so that'll be nice to go and get a have a girly catch-up and a gossip and uh, see what's what with everybody's life at the minute. Um, yeah, so that's it so far this morning. Still got plenty of the day left. One thing I was going to say um, about the blog, I've been blogging for 12 years um, and uh, the podcast is now in its second season. Um, the reason I started... Um, blogging in the first place was um I'm sure you remember is because lots of funny things happened and um when when we've moved here uh my sister bought me a, a journal and um so when things started happening I started writing it down but every time I wrote something down um something awful would happen Literally, I mean, I, I've still got the journal. I've still got the first few entries in it. And every time I wrote in it, something terrible would happen. Um, so I, I said, I'm not writing in that anymore. It, it, it appears to be cursed. <laughs> um, so I didn't write for for a year or so. And um, and then I met a friend. Uh, she came over and she said, well, you know, I was telling her all the things that happened. She said, you just really do need to get these all down because, you know, they're hilarious a lot of them um and some of them you know a lot of them were hilarious a lot of uh, some of them were terrible um and uh, so I, she said why don't you start a blog and I thought oh okay I'll, I'll start a blog and you know and I started writing a blog and um you know initially just my friends were reading it or my family and um I've been writing it for 12 years now or um 
it started off, I think, sketchily, you know, once a month. Um, but now it's up to once a week um, because uh, I diarise my life, um, not because it's um, an amazing life, uh, quite the opposite, because it's an ordinary life. It's an ordinary uh, life. Um, and maybe one day uh, somebody you know, we'll read it and think that's what life was like then. I don't know. You know, that's my thought. That's my, that's always been what I thought. Um, the podcast, uh, came sort of by accident when I did a voice clip for one of the blogs. Um, I can't remember. I was doing something and I went out, um, and I did a, I thought, oh, I haven't got time to write this. I'd, I'll do a voice clip. So I did a voice clip and I listened back to it and I thought, oh, do you know what? That's a different form of media. Um, it's probably, it's, I, f- I find it, it's an easier form of, a quicker form of media really than sitting there writing up, typing up your blog. And that's really, I thought, well, maybe I could podcast. And I looked into it. I thought, well, that seems fairly easy. I'll, I'll do that. So that's what I did. And that's what you're listening to. Um, and some people um, that have, you know, read my blog have been with me for 12 years um a long time i think it's 12 years i think it is 12 years it says on there 12 years uh, this person has been subscribed for 12 years <laughs> so uh, whether they're still reading it i don't know um whether people are still um who listened in the beginning are still listening i don't know um but uh as i said it's it's always been for um a record really a record of of life um, I, I suppose it's not totally ordinary. It, it, it's ordinary to smallholders. Um, it's not ordinary to uh, people who don't live this life. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's why I started it. And and what I was getting at is that <laughs> there have been some epic uh, things that have happened now, which you know I didn't foresee. You know, most of the things that I was talking about in the first. Um, 10 years, nine years were just things that are happening on the small holding, things that are happening in our life. And over the last, um, you know, two or three years, it's become worldwide events that I'm talking about because they're impacting on, on our lives. Um, I, I didn't really think about that when I started it, but, um, it's now become a record of, um, some pretty major events in, uh, in my lifetime. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I started it really. And, uh, I should be carrying on for a while. Yeah, it's Saturday afternoon. Listen to this. So peaceful. I'm down the paddock, uh, on the hedge line picking, blackberries um i found the mother load <laughs> and so i'm picking blackberries i've been uh picking um cooking apples off of the tree this morning um i've got a an apple picker which is a great tool so if you've got an apple tree get an apple picker fabulous thing but there are absolute there's an abundance of fruit this year i have to say uh, i do wonder if that means we're going to get a harsh winter or not i don't know but apart from the geese you can hear in the background, I can't hear anything or anyone else. It's so nice. And I just love the fact that I can walk down on my land and pick blackberries. 
It's amazing. I feel very, very lucky. Hello, it's uh, Sunday well, evening, early evening, late afternoon, half past five, anyway. Um, I've been busy today, I'm tired. Uh, and I'm starving, I've got the dinner on. Um, but I'm a bit disgusted with myself because I've turned the oven on and I've just got one thing in there, but I've run out of time to um, <laughs> to make anything else to put in there. So, um bit annoyed about that. I have to think better next time. Um, we went and picked up some bits of shop here this morning. I had to get some washing up liquid and that sort of thing. Um, came back, just made a cup of coffee and my mum and Ken came and they had come over to pick some elderberries and some blackberries. Uh, well, they came over to pick elderberries, but I said, oh, if you go down in the field, there's loads of blackberries down there. So off they went and uh, went down there and did that. Meanwhile, I picked um, oh, pounds and pounds of pears eating apples, dug up loads of carrots, picked some mulberries. And then um, Charlotte and Macca turned up as well. They'd um, walked over. Macca goes back to work tomorrow after his paternal leave. Um, and so they practiced walking over to see if Charlotte could make it all the way over in case she wanted to walk over and see me because of course she can't drive her car still yet after a caesarean. So, um, they walked over here, picked some blackberries on the way, and I said, oh, Nanny and Grampy are down in the paddock if you want to go down there. So they went, I looked after, well, I kept an eye on Oscar, who's as fast asleep in his pushchair, um, in his pram. And they went down there and picked um, some more blackberries and some elderberries. Um, I gave my mum some carrots and some cooking apples and some windfall pears as well to go home with. Uh, Charlotte... Um, when she was first pregnant, she um, sewed a, whole, a small bed of um, carrots and um, beetroot and some onions. And uh, so she harvested some of those. That's her, her little vegetable patch. Um, to be fair, she's got some really good sized carrots and beetroots out of that, considering um, she just left it <laughs> and I watered it initially and then but all through that hot weather it was getting barely much water so she got a, a good harvest I think she's quite pleased with the harvest that she got so she's going home with blackberries elderberries beetroots um some pears some cooking apples etc I think that's great one of the nice things about having an abundance is you can give to people um <clears throat> I've been giving baskets and baskets of cooking apples away uh, because there is no way I'm going to be able to use all them. I, I have got a lot. I've got loads sat in front of me in a, in a trolley, which I've got to do something with tomorrow. Um, I've got to do something with all the pears. I've got a lot of uh, quite a few windfall pears as well, which I will. Um, uh, the bigger pears are lovely, and I will eat those as I go. But the um, the smaller pears uh, are on not a very good tree, so I will um, probably try and freeze those. Uh, the apples will store. Um, uh, I'll get Shelley will probably come over and get some apples and pears as well and some carrots. Um, and then the mulberries I've just put in the fridge for a minute. I'll decide what to do with them. I probably I'll probably open freeze them and put them in a bag and use them at a later date. But yeah, I've got, I've got you know getting a good food store. And that's what I think at this time of year there is an abundance. Um, 
well, there certainly is here, but there is everywhere, you know, there are people giving away apples and pears because they just don't know what to do with them all, you know. A couple of weeks ago, it would have been plums, people just giving away, you know, tubs and tubs of plums because there's so many. And then, of course, next we'll be coming the nuts and that, so I'll try and harvest um, quite a few nuts and that should uh, they should see us through as well. Um, yeah, but I... Uh, I I thought, oh, I do want to, I wanted to get some of the um, pears prepped tonight, but I just feel tired. I might find some energy after I've eaten. That often, you know, gives me a bit of energy to get on with something else. But, um, and all the while when those jobs are being done, the other jobs are not getting done. So it's, uh, and I was diving in and out, putting some washing on, getting the washing out when the sun came out and uh, putting the next lot of washing on and it all in between everything else. It's, yeah, it's a, a juggling, a game of juggling usually uh, or just multitasking here, there and everywhere. Um, yeah, but it's, um, it hasn't rained today, which is great. It's, the sun did come out for a while and it's quite hot when it does, but it's now overcast and a bit breezy and I think we do rain tomorrow again, which is why I wanted to get the washing dry today. Um... But yeah, so that's, that's more or less the weekend over. I have been watching bits of the news with the, the Queen's coffin going through to Edinburgh and uh, some proclamations. Our local town just along has had its proclamation today at two o'clock, I think that was. Um, yeah, so I find the whole um, traditions fascinating, you know, the traditions that are carried out. Um, I love history. I love uh, my sister and I have a particular fascination for the Tudor uh, dynasty and the Tudor times, but I love all you know history, historic history to do with our country and and more um, to do with the way we lived, uh, you know, well the way they lived, and the um, relationships between um, the the landed gentry, if you like, the lords and the ladies and the and the you know, the rest of the country. That's quite fascinating stuff, really. Um, <laughs> I never used to at school. Uh, I think that's always a, a sad thing. I think if I was more interested in it at school, I probably would have gone on to do history or something like that, but um didn't really bother me then. Uh, I think that's more sort of like, uh, you know, music, discos, uh, cider from the off-licence and boys. So, you know, <laughs> uh, that's, that's the way... It was, but um, yeah, love a bit of history. Good morning, it's Monday morning and it's just gone half past eight and I have the dinner on already. So um, I've got my slow cookers on again this morning with a couple of batches of... Uh, different two different meals in there and um, had some chicken to use so um in one of them i've got a big batch of like chicken casserole or chicken stew if you like um that has got chicken potatoes um carrots that i put up carrots that i pulled up yesterday beans from the freezer some of the spinach that i wanted to use up um some broccoli and some sweet potato I added in there because I just when I went shopping yesterday I thought fancy sweet potato I've tried growing that big fat fail every time so I just buy sweet potato um and then the other one 
Um, so that's John's, and that probably do. And there are, um, there's quite a bit of chicken in there. I'm trying to think how much chicken. Um, probably about. 200 I don't know I don't know to be honest I don't know um it's quite a bit <laughs> that'll probably do about four meals and I did remember I made some um I made up some dumplings and uh open froze those and put them in the freezer and then put them into a bag well I'll probably um put a couple of dumplings in there later <clears throat> not all of them a couple of them in there later so that he can have those um with his dinner or maybe I'll put them all in because that would make sense because I'm not sure how I'm going to cook them otherwise when I when I've got that all batched up and frozen so yeah well I'll put the dumplings in later a couple of hours before the end of cooking or before I serve up um and that will that will probably do about three, uh, four meals I would think but looking at it um in the other one I've got chicken korma for me um and I uh, chopped up onions and garlic, uh, fr uh, fried those off. Um, half of that went into John's casserole, half into... Uh, in, well, then I made up a paste of um, spices like uh, turmeric, paprika. Um, I used uh, garam masala. And I also got some cardamom pods, which I fried in the pan with the chicken um obviously they'll be whole but I will well I did bash them but they will be whole but I will get them out um uh, before I eat well as I eat it I'll probably find them that's the thing um and I've got some little bit of tomato paste in there and some um ground almond um a bit of pepper on some chicken stock um I think that's about it um and I whizzed all that up in a in a whizzer thingy um with the onions um and then I chopped up the chicken, fried the chicken in the in the sort of like in the pan that where it because I'd fried the spices with the um, with the onion as well after I'd whizzed them up a bit, um, and then I whizzed it all up together, uh, and um, then I fried the chicken in the in the frying pan to just soak up all of that flavour and the colouring. Um, it's uh it's a good korma colour, I'm happy to say. So that's good. Um hopefully it'll taste good. And that'll probably do me probably four servings as well. Um by the time I've got rice with it, uh that'll be enough for me. Um and I'm not I'm not batch cooking uh for the sake of it. So I'm batch so I'm basically I'm getting tonight's dinner ready um and I'm making big batches of it so that I can batch freeze it. And I've got um, meals for a different day, or for lot, four other days at least, three other days. Um, what is on the menu today? Well, I wanted to get the washing, um, some washing dry. I want to wash uh, the towels and the blankets, but, and I can see already splashes of rain on the window. It's, it's a bright morning. Um, the sun tries to come out, but there's heavy mist, and it does. Yesterday, I thought, oh, great, I'm going to get some washing done tomorrow. But yes, because yesterday I looked at the weather forecast, and there was no sign of rain until a midday. And then I looked this morning, and uh, yeah, from about half an hour onwards, we're going to get rain through till lunchtime. So that sort of shifted. Um, hopefully, it will dry up after that, and I might be able to get some washing out there. Um, otherwise, it's just been uh, every day. It's just been, except for yesterday when I was really busy doing other things and totally forgot to put the washing out. Well, I did put some out, but not all of it. Um, 
I've not been able to get any washing dry, which is really annoying. Um, uh, nor would I. I mean, I do think I do say, well, I really miss the Rayburn for that, but we wouldn't have the Rayburn on at this time of year anyway because it's it's way it would be way too warm. Um, it would be roasting within um, an hour, so we'd have to have all the doors and windows open, which would be counterproductive. So uh, it's just that time of year, really. I know it is for everybody. We're just like. You know, we and John says, well, you're always moaning. It's like about the weather. I said, yeah, because we went straight from, you know, day months of uh, no rain and hot weather um, right into um, complete rain every single day and damp. <laughs> so it's no wonder I moan. It's just like one thing or the other. There's no gentle sort of move into this. It's just like bang, one the other. Um <laughs> There you go. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, so uh, energy, energy costs and that, which I'm banging on about all the time. So a lot of that, I'm trying to reduce my energy costs. I was reading an interesting article this morning. I found it interesting. Um, that the, uh, so obviously the Russians, or not the Russians, I wouldn't say the Russian people because obviously, so um, the Russian leadership, if you like, uh there, I think there, it appears, it appears, I don't have any concrete evidence, I've not spoken to the blokes, so I don't know, um, it appears that their idea was to um, freeze uh, Europe into submission by shutting off the, the gas pipelines, because obviously Europe relied heavily on um, gas from uh, Russia. Um, it appears also that it had been counterproductive because, from what I can gather, um, something like something like twenty two percent reduction in gas use across businesses in Europe. Um, so they they have um, basically turned down their thermostats and uh, started to try and hold back. So they're relying. Um, their reliance on the fact that we need the their gas is is backfiring a little bit um which is good obviously in the in the uh, whole grand scheme of the war that's going on in ukraine um so even if you uh you know don't have a problem with using your um gas and electric uh it, if you if you reduce your use it's helping to the the um to take away the pressure of the need for the gas from from Russia, so and that is you know obviously then that has a knock on effect on their profits and um, you know what they the the weapons that they can invest in. So it's all even though you at home think you know you're not playing a part, you are if you are um, reducing your need to uh, consume energy. Um, it will be helpful. I just found that really interesting how, you know, even... Uh, so if, if, if the domestic sector can um, get on board and reduce theirs by 22% as well, and they may be, I don't know, that wasn't in the article, it was just referred to businesses. Um, that's a massive, uh, you know, thumbs up, fingers up, really, to say, you know, actually, um, we're quite prepared to be a little bit colder this year. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, I just I found that a very interesting article to read um, about the energy consumption and the and the and the fact that we are reducing our energy consumption as we should be. Really, we have got very slack in modern uh, society. 
uh, with overconsumption of everything, to be fair, is my opinion. Um, what else am I doing today? Well, I've got so much to do, honestly. I just like, I look at it, you know, I, I read on, um, I think it was on one of the, I think it might have been on one of the flower sites. So somebody says, you know, those days where you know, you've got so much to do and you just go out there and you look at it and you feel so overwhelmed that you go away and do nothing. Yeah, I have many days like that. <laughs> many days. Um, so I've got, uh, I've used some of the carrots. I've got carrots here that need to be prepped for the freezer or um, stored. I don't, I've tried storing carrots in sand. Um, it's not that successful in my opinion. It, they they just end up a bit sort of rubbery. Um, I've got apples here that um, I probably need to sort out and store or put in some in the freezer. I definitely want to get some frozen and, and then some store. I don't, I think that if I freeze some, I'm not going to run out enough to use the ones in store. But then at least I will have eating apples, which I do, you know, I do eat fruit um, every day. And I've got some absolutely gorgeous pears. I mean, they are gorgeous, um, big pears. And uh, even the little pears, although they look not very nice, they look a bit scabby and everything. Once you peel them... They're delicious, absolutely delicious. They are quite small, but um, they are delicious. And I did peel a few yesterday and I froze those because pears will freeze quite nicely. Um, I don't know. I just thought, I'll freeze a few. <laughs> freeze a few for what? I don't know. I'll make a pear sponge or something one day. Or, I don't know. Something like that. I didn't think I would. And I might even still do this. Um, so like I make the uh, soup bags, I could make smoothie bags. So I could make... Um, chop up apples and pears um, and use those I even you could even you know bung in oats or banana or um, if you was using apples and pears you could put in cinnamon um, remember to add honey to it that it would make a, a quite nice smoothie so I could do that I haven't 100% decided I did think maybe that's a possibility I will think about that um yeah, because uh, smoothies are always a good, well, especially when, you know, especially ones like that that you've made up, is that they are a good, um, fabulous, really, energy sort of uh, boost in the morning. Um, yeah, uh, I've got, I need, I want to get the pantry sorted out because obviously I had loads of um, dried flowers hanging in there and uh I have got um, some vegetables that are stored in there that some of them are shriveling and some of the onions have just gone soft. So I want to get those sorted out, throw out anything that's not going to be any good and not going to keep storing, give that a tidy out so that I can um, use that. I've got st- <laughs> I just got things on the floor. I've got a, a, um, a sheaf of wheat in there, because, which I had for, to do Samantha's wedding flowers. I need to do something with that. It's all that sort of thing. And um, a bag of potatoes, really, I need to... I have been using them, but I really need to sort out um, using the rest of them up. Um, all that sort of thing is in there. I've got, obviously, my office, which has still got stuff stacked everywhere in there from... Um, over the summer holidays and uh, the dried flowers. I've got dried flowers in there. I've got dried flowers everywhere. That's the thing I need to sort out what I'm going to do with all these dried flowers. Um, I did buy a box to store them in, so I might try and start trying to store them. I want to start trying to use them to make things. Indeed, I have been starting to use them. 
Uh, so I, my idea, and it's not my idea because I saw it on Pinterest, so I'm using that, as I want to make um, different, uh, I've got, I cut three different size hazel sticks and I want to make some dried flower broomsticks for, um, for October and Halloween. Uh, whether they will sell or not, I don't know. But um, I've I've certainly showed them to my sister, my sister in law, and my and the girls so far. My mum's seen them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're lovely." We'll, you know, ha definitely have one of those, and uh, so hopefully they will sell. Um, yeah, I've just got stuff to find homes for, stuff to tidy away. I've got it's just it, the list goes on and on and I've got stuff in the greenhouse to sort out I, I put all my ranunculus bulbs to soak and I really need to sort out where on earth I'm going to be planting them because they will need to go in soon probably in the next week or so so that I get early ranunculus they are going to go in the polytunnel but whether they're going to go into the ground in the polytunnel or in the raised beds or whether I put them into boxes you know tubs and do it like that I haven't um 100% decided yet on that so I've got that to do as well so it's a busy busy day ahead it's 12 25 and I'm feeling quite accomplished this morning already having uh, got the dinner sorted I then um I went I thought I went into the boot room and I thought I you know I'll give this all a clean in here so that's all I had a hoover and a clean and a dust down and then onto the pantry sorted all that out so I had stuff Oh, I just got dumped over the summer, so that's all sorted out. So now when I walk through those places, I think, oh, this is nice. Everything's in its right place. Um, and then I sorted out some of my dried flowers, and I've got I've dumped those at the minute in the in the uh, office craft room thing, which I've got to sort out. But I think the next room I'm going to give a once over is the kitchen. Um, I had I've still I've got a couple of bits of like paperwork that are nagging at me if you like one was the electoral register that I had to fill in online so I've done that um the other one was my electricity bill uh, because I had a um estimated bill come through and um so I've taken the readings and they've overestimated me by 170 pound 170 pounds imagine if I was on direct debit they would just take that out and then goodness knows when you ever get that back. But yeah, so they've overestimated my bill by £170. Well, I won't be paying that extra £170 because I read the meter. I submit the readings online. Although I do take umbrage the fact that we have to read our own meters these days. I don't even send anybody out anymore. Um, I think we should get a discount for that. Having to climb up on the chair up on the side in the kitchen and read that. <laughs> how, you know, how an elderly person who's got one up high is supposed to do it, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I've saved myself 170 quid <laughs> that I didn't use and hadn't used, and but they was going to charge me for. So that's good. So uh, read your reader meetings, send, submit your re meter readings and... Um, You'll be surprised how much they're overestimating you by, I think. It's ten past three and uh, I've been carrying on cleaning. Um, but I left, <laughs> I left the back door open, or the top half of the stable door. And when I came in the kitchen, I was absolutely inundated with flies, big blue bottle type flies. They're everywhere. So I've just spent the last hour or so trying to get rid of them. And the way I did that was... Uh, open the windows and close the curtains, 
try and trap them behind the curtains or the blinds so that they would leave. Um, there's only a few left now, but there was loads. I was like, where the heck have these all come from? Also inundated with um, requests for bouquets. It's like all or nothing. So I've got, uh, and i got three to do for uh, between now and Wednesday. Um, one of them is a big one. Um, but that's great. But uh, it's just like everything comes at once unexpectedly including flies watch out for this next bit if you've got uh, headphones in because it's loud It's the 13th of September. It's quarter to 11. Um, I've been busy this morning. Yeah, that last night was a, a blast of uh, where John and I went last night. So after our dinner and after or before our dinner, I cut a lot of flowers because it's supposed to rain heavily today. And I've got a couple of bouquets to do. So I thought I'd cut those last night. Then we had our dinner. Then we went to our local yearly fair uh, called the Whitney Feast. And um, it's a big fair and it started in something like 1243 uh, when I think it was like um, Henry III gave the town a deer to roast or to cook uh, for the re, um, re-establishment, I don't know what you call it, of the churches, uh, something like that. And um, so this fair, this feast has been running for over 700 years. And um, we've been going for over 40 years. And we used to take the children when they were little and, uh, you know, go on the rides and um, have something to eat and stuff. Uh, now the children left home, um, they take their children. And we, John and I still go because I love to go um, be part of tradition and uh, walk around the fair, hear the noises, smell the smells, see people we haven't seen for a long time. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just part of our tradition. Only, I think only three times in the last 40 years I haven't been um, once because, um, one, because obviously the pandemic, it was cancelled. Uh, once because I was actually in hospital and Samantha was born three days later. Um, and once because it's on for two days and both days it absolutely hammered down with rain and we didn't have the children. When we had the children, we would take them in the rain. But when we didn't have the children, we were like, yeah, let's not go and get wet just for the sake of it. It's normally, we were saying last night, we, we drove there. Um, it's about seven miles away. We drove there. It was 22 degrees showing on the on the uh, car thermometer at um, seven, half past seven at night, 22 degrees. I said to John, normally we're going here freezing our nuts off or absolutely soaked. <laughs> so it's like a very different year this year. Uh, we were quite, um, I don't know, I won't say, we were quite tough on our children when, we were young, when they were younger because we have a, in the local town, there are lots of fair, little fairs go on, you know, every time there's an event on, there's a fairground, a mini fairground. And so um, the children always used to say, oh, can we have some money to go down the fair with our friends and everything? And, you know, we used to say to them, right, well, you can uh, probably give them a quid or two or something like that. But you're not taking a, a money to go on all the rides and do everything each time the fair comes. You choose 
whether you want to go to the little fairs that come to town all the time or you want to go to the one big fair which is a big big fair uh, in Whitney once a year where you can go on all the rides you want you know and have something to eat and get a, a toffee apple and a candy floss uh, whatever you whatever you want so they always used to choose to go to Whitney Feast because they loved it and you know we just love it and I still love it and I love to carry on that tradition and I love that it's been a tradition of ours for well over 700 years um, and it's still going although it's changed obviously over the years but it's still going the fair um, moves that's its stop off in that at that particular part of the year um, prior to that it's in Oxford and then it moves on to Chippy Norton where um, it's it's it the chippy it was called the chippy mop and it the fair that was in chippy norton was originally a hiring fair so that's where people went to hire you know laborers and servants and things like that so uh you know it's steeped in tradition it moves through uh, the county um and then on elsewhere i guess uh throughout the country but it's um yeah it's uh it's one of our great traditions locally and uh, i love to go and do that go and have a walk around and just soak up the atmosphere what have I been doing this morning I cut some more foliage in this morning because it's actually dry at the minute although it, they keep saying this, it, well, I saw the weather forecast it's just a blanket of blue across the country when that's coming I don't know but um, I thought I'll go out and cut some foliage I also cut quite a bit for dried flowers and I deadheaded a lot of things because uh, we've had all that sun, summer, you know, hot sunshine, no rain, which um, the flowers stressed in. We now just got constant rain where the flower heads can't dry out. And so the tighter flower heads just, uh, they just get sort of what you call, what, I don't even know what you call it, rain blown, if you like. Not great. Um, so I cut flowers to do uh, bouquets later. Well, foliage this morning to do the bouquets later. Um, I've also got my slow cookers on again. I've got, um, I didn't intend to. I thought, well, we'll have something different today. But I, when I was in the freezer putting the other stuff away, I thought, oh, well, there's a lamb bone there. I'll get that out. Load of veg, bung that in. And so we'll have a, you know, a soup later. It's got, it's got all kinds of veg in there. Um, so we'll have soup later. Um, which would be nice if it's raining and make us feel good. And then also I thought, well, well, I've got one on. I might as well put the other one on. So I'll try a pudding. I've not done a pudding before in a slow cooker. So this will be interesting. Um, the one I've done, and I loosely followed the recipe as I always do. So it's basically a sponge mix without an egg, which I found a bit odd. But um, I'll go with it and see how that goes. It uh, has more milk in it rather than an egg. Um, so I mixed that up. It was, it was um, flour, baking powder. Uh, so it's plain flour, baking powder, sugar, uh, butter, milk. Make it into a kind of a batter. Um, and then I chopped up a load of apples. But you can put anything on top. Chop up a load of apples, put those on top. And then I've drizzled honey on top of that, which uh, they, ma- they made up a like a honey, orange juice and cinnamon mix and then drizzled that with butter. But I've just used um, honey and uh, nutmeg, actually, because I, I haven't got any cinnamon left. Um, and I drizzled the honey over it and you put it in the slow cooker and cook it for about three hours and I'll see how it comes out. I've no idea how it's going to turn out, so it'll be interesting. But um, I thought, wow, that's all right. That frees me up for the rest of the day now. So um, then I just did a bit of my blog because uh, I have to do that every day while I remember what I'm doing. Um, hung up all the flowers that I bought in to dry and uh, 
one of the bouquets is being picked up at one o'clock so it's now 10 to 11 so i need to factor that in as well just gonna have a cup of coffee uh, maybe a bagel and uh then I'll decide what else I'm going to do for the rest of the day. I do have, obviously, that very long list that I absolutely need to get to. Oh, yeah, I did yesterday um, plant up uh, probably about 40 ranunculus, which have been soaking. So I soaked the ranunculus corms and I planted those up. I, I have got uh, around about 320 more to do. <laughs> I have no idea where they're going to go. So I need to formulate some sort of plan and soon. Hello, it's Wednesday the 14th of September and yes, I had, did have to check what day it actually was. I said to John last night, is it Tuesday today? He said, no, it's Thursday. And I said, like, is it? He's like, no, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so I have no idea what day it is <laughs> half the time. Um, I'll try and keep this short because I'm aware that the podcast is running well over time this week. Um, so this morning, it is, uh, it's only 20 to 10, but this morning... Um, I've done all the usual bits and pieces and then it's very exciting because I have gone live with my workshop evening dates. So um, I'm going to do a couple, it depends on demand, a couple of um, wreath making workshops, uh, well, wreath making evenings um, so for Christmas wreaths, um, sustainable and complete compostable as well so um i have uh, lots of willow that i cut down last year that's been outside so that's it's still nice and pliable um so i'll be i will be weaving willow bases for the wreaths um i have got on order some um woodland uh, uk sourced woodland moss uh, so woodland floor moss so that comes from the floor of a wood um and uh yeah and so everything and also i'm going we're going to be using um things like jute string um but there will be an alternative so because uh, the wire bases do um obviously you can recycle wire so it it can be recycled so is actually uh not a bad alternative plus and also the wire and also in my head when you use the wire bases with the moss, um, once you've had them for Christmas, uh, you know, and you've done your Christmas wreath, I always tend to, in the past, dry out the ring, um, leave that to dry somewhere nicely, and then I will make dried flower wreath out of it. So it's, um, you know, it's reusable as well. But the, the point is, most of this stuff will be coming from um, uh, sustainable sources, um at all my my garden or my farm my small holding so it um you know i'll talk to people about sustainability and compostability and rather than biodegradability and all that stuff so it's very exciting so i've got two evenings planned um one on a friday at the end of november and then one on one on a monday following monday so i've been um sat i've got <laughs> got my calculator out and my diary and i'm I've just put in an order for things. I have to uh, obviously invest in things like wire um, cutters for everybody to have a pair of wire cutters and they'll all need a pair of secateurs and <laughs> things like that. So I do have to make a bit of an investment. But obviously our, um, you know, we've got, we, we will be using John's pool room and he's going to put a, 
is going to make a top for his pool table. Um, so I do have to, initially I do, you know, I will have to make some investment in that. Um, but hopefully, you know, once I've got all of those things, I won't have to um, buy those again. So as you, you know, you've got to accu- speculate to accumulate, as they say. <laughs> but I think it'd just be a nice a fun you know a couple of fun evenings to do to do something like that in the in the middle of winter as it were or the beginning of winter it will be but yeah so that's basically all I've spent this morning doing costings um and uh working out how things will work um all that sort of thing I've got a list of names of people who've already expressed an interest so We'll see. And I can manage to do two workshops with just five people in each. So um, that's a, you know, that's great, really. Um, yeah. So if you if and I, I think I've said this on a on a podcast before and I was just talking to my brother in law about it yesterday. But if you do something like um, oh, I don't even know how many thousands of hours it is, but I think it equates to about nine years. If you do nine years of something, um you know, you're continuously doing something that makes you an expert. Apparently, apparently so. So I said to him yesterday, I'm an expert in so many things. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, but I think that happens as you get older, you, you are, you know, pretty much, oh no, I don't think any of us will ever class ourselves as, as an expert, but we have a wealth of knowledge that we don't even realise, um, we have and it's quite valuable in in some circumstances you know you can put on uh things and you know you do have the knowledge i also um years ago somebody told me that you own, you have to be about two levels above the person that you're teaching um that's probably i think that's about the recommended level so you you need to be two levels above um to teach um whatever it is you're teaching uh, to a novice, I guess. But um, so, you know, if you've got all, if you've been doing something for a long time, you know what you're doing, you know, put on some workshops, put on, I don't know, open days, anything really. Um, It's all doable. Um, Yeah, so I'm quite excited to be doing that. I think that'd be uh, a nice thing to do. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) I'm like, oh, at first I was like, when I said, first did it, I thought, oh, what have I done? What have I done? But actually now I'm really looking forward to it. I made one of the, made my first willow base yesterday and I thought, yeah, I can do this. I can, I can do this. Um, it's not, you know, all I've got to really do after that is go and, um, cut a lot of foliage and I've got to scout around for quite a lot of foliage, but I will be probably at some point going out collecting rose hips and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my, I'm probably going to spend another hour or so on that, just working out details and finalising things and stuff like that. But if you're of a mind to, you know, give something a go like that. It's, um, you know, you'd be surprised that people are, you know, I always think, oh, don't people know that? But they don't, they really don't. They really don't. They are, you know, there are some real, they are novices in, that's why they've booked that's why they've signed up. That's why they've come to you. You know, they haven't come to you to catch you out on anything. They've come to you and signed up with you because they want to learn how to do something. So, and if you're able to do that and teach them that, then, uh, you know, that's a valuable resource that you have, um, that you can use. So have a think about that and let me know anybody if they decide to do something like that, because it's, uh, it's quite exciting.
Hello, it's half past nine Thursday. Um, I'll try and keep this short because I have run massively over. Um, I don't want to bore anybody to death. Uh, so, a couple of updates. I was listening back to that. A couple of updates. The apple pudding was absolutely delicious that I did in the slow cooker. It was delicious. Um, and it worked out fine. And I had a big dollop of uh, Greek yogurt with mine. And John ate it, even though I'd put nutmeg or whatever it was I put on the top of it, because he doesn't usually like that sort of thing, but he did eat it, and it was it was really nice. So give that a go. Um, I did, uh, I talked about rose hips. I picked some rose hips uh, because I thought, when I get towards the end of November, are there still going to be rose hips out there? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm guessing there probably will, but... I thought, well, I'll pick some. And then I thought, well, they're going to shrivel and die. You know, they're going to shrivel and fade. So I remember I bought some glycerine. Um, So it's vegetable glycerine. And so basically I've stripped all the thorns off of the rose hips and I've stood them in a jam jar in a solution of glycerine and water. And what that will do, hopefully, is uh, A, keep them quite pliable so they won't get brittle. And hopefully it will also keep the colour. Uh, it's just a test. I don't know if that's going to work, but I thought I'd give that a go. So I've got a big jam jar full of rose hips. And uh, what I'll probably do is just keep gathering them. Um, and uh, eventually uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see whether at the end of November they're still out there, in which case next year I won't have to put them in glycerin. I'll just go out and gather them when I need them. Um, the other thing, so the other thing I've got in front of me, I've so I've done the same thing. I really need to nail this, really. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, I found a parcel uh, full of bulbs. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I've already got one bulb order. So in front of me, I sorted them all out this morning. And in front of me, I have got um, well over 600 bulbs to both to- to plant i've got um 180 bridal crown which is a little narcissi which are absolutely gorgeous little narcissi um 220 tulips i know this because i've boxed them all up and i've put on there what i've got 75 alliums 140 frilletaria you know the snake's head frilletaria and 50 gladioli so um <laughs> I have got to find somewhere for those to go. Um, I've identified a couple of beds that they, the earlier ones can go in. And uh, potentially I will be um, making up pots of uh, bulbs, you know, flowering bulbs to sell. Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I need to really nail that. I also got some seeds arrived, some sweet peas, which are soaking at the minute. I'm not going to quite as grow as many sweet peas as I did last year because I didn't find that I was able to use them terribly well. It might have been because of the way I uh, didn't cut, nip them out. I don't know. They didn't have very terribly long stems. Um, I wasn't over enamoured with using sweet peas. I know some people are, but I wasn't. Um, yeah, and I've still got some direct sowing to do and I still need to uh, identify a bed to do that in. The problem is, is everything is still growing. And so I haven't got a bed that's cleared at the minute. So clearly you need to have a, some sort of rotation thing going on uh, so that you have a, a bed that is cleared in time. I, I mean, I probably did. I had the tulip bed, which I cleared, but then I put delphiniums in that. So, um, that probably was a bit of a mistake. I don't, well, I need to grow the delphinium somewhere. So they have to go there. Um, yeah, so I need to sort that out. 
The rest of the news um, uh, is uh, mainly I've been watching quite a lot of the um, ceremonies that have been going on. I have to say, um, you know, hugely, hugely impressed with the uh, execution of the ceremonies and the I mean, they're just, I mean, nobody does a ceremony like we do, do they? You know, the pomp and the pageantry is um, second to none, I think, almost. Um, it's impressive. And um, each time I'm watching it, my, my, I, I'm so impressed with the young, you know, the young people who have to lift that coffin um, and put it on their shoulders. I know they're well trained in this, but my heart stops every time. You know, I hold my breath, think, oh, please don't drop that. Please don't drop that. You know, when the eyes of the world are on you, that is must be a heck of a responsibility um, as well as a huge, huge honour to have to to do that you know to to be able to do that so um yeah um i also you know i think a lot about it <laughs> and i also think that um i don't know if this happens now but the royal family especially charles and camilla and that seem to have had a very very busy few days here there and everywhere and i know and you will know if you've ever had um you know a parent die there is an awful lot to do afterwards and you don't have time you 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 know you your feet don't touch the ground. There's so much to do and sort out, and they've had exactly the same. But um, hopefully now that the Queen's uh, coffin is lying in state, they will have a few days. I don't know. There just seems to have been a complete, um, you know, there's just been a here, there and everywhere. Uh, so I hopefully that they get a few days, um, a, a bit of a lull now before the uh, funeral on Monday is it Monday? It's Monday, I think, isn't it? Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's very strange times. Um, I'm just in awe of the whole, you know, the preparations, the execution of it all has been unbelievable. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't expect anything less, really. Um, yeah. So that's it for this week. What a week that has been. <laughs> It's been an incredible week um, where we have, you know, within the space of one week, and I don't know if I said this before, I feel like I've said it before, I'm not sure. Uh, in Within the space of that week prior, we had a wedding, a new prime minister, um, the death of a queen and a new king. Uh, it's been an, uh, probably something else as well. I can't even remember what, but it's been, it was a heck of a ride that week, to be fair. Um uh, and it's not finished yet so but thank you for listening to my ramblings this week uh sorry it's a little bit too long maybe but um i'll catch up with you next week and uh wherever you are have a good one